Hi, I'm Jonathan Mertz, and welcome to Jonathan Mertz just talking about whatever. And typically, as a person, I tend to stay away from political topics. But this is one where I felt, hey, I really need to say something about this. And it's about, yes, of course, the leaked document from the Supreme Court that shows that there is a possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Now, I'm not going to get into the fact of whether you think Roe versus Wade should be overturned or not from a moral perspective. What I'm talking about and what I'm going to do in a few moments is talk about how this is setting up a unprecedented change on something that the Supreme Court had already ruled on and how that can affect your other rights. It's all coming out. Okay, so if you're looking for other podcasts to kind of get your hooks into, well, you might want to check out It's Your Break, which is my other podcast where I do interviews with people. You know, I have all kinds of neat little tips and tricks coming your way with the new season. And uh, of course, we have our other podcast, all a part of that It's Your Break family, like Adventures with Bubba and McGrite, which are also coming out with new episodes. But you can also check out some of my friends podcast like scandal water look it up it is a really cool podcast about what goes on behind the entertainment scene you know whether it's film the theater they kind of cover it all and then there's another podcast that belongs to some of my friends it's called might sound wild it's all about photography and if you're into that kind of stuff well check them out I'm not really sure how I should start this, but when you're thinking about Roe versus Wade, people have been on the fence about this for so long. Now, it seems that a more, uh, the majority of America, according to polls, and not everybody in America does that same poll, and it can be skewed to one side or the other when you look at the terms to the left and then the right, when, it, when these polls are done, especially if it's coming through a specific media source, you know, whether it's coming through Fox, whether it's coming through ABC or NBC or, or CNN. If they're just their viewers doing the poll, then yes, they may lean hard right or they may lean left. And, you know, so it, it can be a poll that's not 100% accurate. So I don't like polls. I never have. Never really, really, really liked him. But the fact is, Roe versus Wade has been a lot of people's consciences, morals. You're like, hey, what do you do in a situation with, you know, abortion? In this case, is what Roe versus Wade is over. If you if you're not familiar with that, sorry, I should have said something about that earlier. But they're like, hey, what do you do? You know, if if somebody wants an abortion, or you know, this person was raped by their dad and now has his child and or uncle or or brother or or any Joe Schmo had raped this person and got them pregnant. Should they be forced to have that child? And that's one consistent, you know, one issue. Now, what about a medical 
situation where it's the life of the parent and the child. Okay. If the parent chooses to live or wants to choose to live during a pregnancy that's hard, they can abort the baby under Wade versus Roe, saving their life. If they don't abort the baby, chances are that the the mother could die or both her and the baby could die. So there are some medical concerns about this because in those situations, it could potentially be life-saving for one or the other. Now, there are people making leeway saying, hey, if you don't want to carry this baby, let us develop technology to remove it in a intact form, not destroying the fetus and transplanting it into an artificial womb. Well, that's great. And you've seen shows like Superman and all these sci-fi shows that have these, you know, Genesis pods or, or, or something like that, 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 that is in that technology. And it's not far from us to be able to handle and do. We just have to figure out the logistics of how to make that happen. Now, that's all beside the point. I don't care what side of the fence you lay on or I lay on. What is more concerning about this decision is what has been happening on the Supreme Court and how they're being nominated. Okay? So because we, as a, an American society, have a party system, people are siding with the party saying, oh, yeah, you know, the right is pro-Christianity and anti-abortion and, and we hate, you know, we shouldn't be killing people. And then the left's like, no, we, we, we have Christians too, but we're pro-abortion and pro-choice. Basically, not necessarily pro-abortion in a way, but pro-choice that a person should be able to individually choose along those lines. And those are conscious matters. But what's happening is the Supreme Court, because we have a party system, people either go right or left. Typically, there's not a lot of people in the middle anymore. It's, it's, it, there are some of us out there that kind of lean into the middle and not so hard, not so, to the left or right. They kind of can see both sides and can kind of coexist and compromise. But what's happening here is when you look at the fundamental of your rights and you see political powers putting people on the Supreme Court for the sole purposes of turning things over, ignoring what previous presidents of the law had put out there, that becomes a big concern. And now they could go out and write up any excuse to overturn any of your other rights. You know, the Fourth Amendment right, right to privacy, saying the government shouldn't be subjected to that. And it's only for citizens, you know, things like that, which would give them untethered access into your personal data. If this type of president continues and having these two types of presidents, not the president of the United States, but presidents of things that are in front of of a body to make a decision and having a decision on them. That's the president we're talking about. Okay. Having these type of things happen is very concerning. It is to me because here's the other thing. And I don't care how you believe. Okay. But the big focus right now, especially on the right side is they are heavily this hard fundamental, it seems like this. It's not everybody 
on the Republican side is like this, or GOP side. But they seem like they're such a hardcore Christianity. They're pushing all these Christian values, which is totally against the First Amendment when you talk to government. They're trying to force it down your throat. And it's also against biblical laws. And it drives me nuts when people forget that you're not supposed to force somebody into Christianity. The Christian God actually wants people to come to him willingly and not by force. So to force your your beliefs up onto somebody is totally against Christian scriptures. But not only that, outside of what is actually written in the scripture, you have Christian organizations that interpret that scripture differently. And they believe in fundamentals differently. So here's the thing. If you decide on a Christian basis to say, hey, we're going to get rid of Roe versus Wade. You need to really look at the fundamentals of what you're doing. Because here's the situation. Yes, it does stop a killing of an innocent child. And, and a fetus is a child. I don't care because it's not born or certain gestations. It's technically a child. It's a human that's being grown. It's already got life in it. It may not be able to survive outside of the womb, but technically, in its speaking, it has the same DNA as a fully developed human. And the problem that we have when we start looking at things from religious standpoints, especially from a Christian standpoint, which I'm a Christian myself, was raised as a Christian, is that not every Christian organization believes the same thing. I said that a while ago. When you look at the Catholics and how they do their Worship. Baptists, how they do their worship and beliefs. Methodists. You can go on and on. You can go to the Jehovah's Witnesses. You can go to, you know, the Episcopal churches. I mean, or even Pentecostals. They all believe differently on how they view Christianity. So here's the question. If you start believing everything or, or putting everything on Christianity, who's going to tell the other Christian groups how they should be following in line. So this is going to continue to have a ripple effect when you do stuff like this. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to say. When the Supreme Court has to get in and make a decision, and it seems like it could possibly could be politically motivated and not motivated by true law and human rights. Because that's what the Bill of Rights are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to protect us as an individual for a human right. And I'm not just talking about Roe versus Wade in this case. I'm talking about your freedom of speech, your freedom of religion, you know, freedom to bear arms, your freedom, you know, all these are up for grabs. Depending on who's sitting on that court and who has an agenda. And that is why I don't think we should have ever had a party system. As a matter of fact, I'd have to look up and find the 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 documentation again, but some of our forefathers warned about having party systems. They don't do anything but divide. They divide us. Because guess what? Once you're divided, you're easily more conquered. When you come together, that's when you shine. And I don't know. You know, it, it is a situation. And I'm not going to tell people how they should vote or how they shouldn't vote. 
I always will tell people that you should vote with your conscience. And you should practice what you preach. If you're against abortion because it is killing someone, then you should be against the death penalty. You're like, no, but that person was convicted of a crime. Well, let me tell you this right now. Here's the one thing that you have to keep in mind. The justice system is not perfect. They falsely convict people all the time. Now with DNA as an evidence, it's a little bit easier to convict, but it just puts the person in place. doesn't necessarily mean they actually committed the crime they're being accused of. It just puts them there. Okay? Texas has been the worst state in the entire United States that seems... Now, this may not be 100% true. This is this is me speculating here to a degree based off stuff that I've read because i got to have facts to back this up. So this is just me relaying all the information I've seen. And it may not be accurate, and I will tell you that. But it from a story that I read, and again, I've got to try to find this stuff so I can link it. And if I can find it, I will. I'll, I may have to update this, the, the, the post on my website on the blog later to show some of these things. But it looks like statistically Texas has been executing people who didn't commit the crime more often than any other state. Now, Texas also has the toughest appeals procedures in the entire United States. It's harder to overturn a conviction in Texas than any other state. Why is that? It's because they don't want to be told that they got it wrong. Now, here's the other thing that I don't agree with, is that the fact that the federal government cannot pardon somebody all the way down on the state level. I think we need an amendment that allows the president to pardon people down to the state level. So, not just on the federal level, but also on the state level. Because if they, from a federal standpoint, see something that has been wrongfully convicted... Even if the state has said they have no appeals left and they are not going to pardon them. Well, then you're putting somebody in there that is penalized that doesn't really deserve to be there. And if the proof came out to be 100%, wouldn't you want a way to be out of that situation? Because there are state laws in some states that say once you've gone past your appeal process, we are not going to overturn it no matter what. There needs to be a way for that to be rectified and fixed. So there's things that has to ha- that need to happen. The one thing that we all need to do, I don't care what side you lay on, left, right, we've got to t- stop taking people at face value, especially the media, whether you're doing Fox or, or whatever that's out there these days, CNN. I don't care which media organization. You, the one thing you've got to remember is they did the research and they did their fact checking and i say that i don't mean to be sarcastically like implying that every new news agency is skewing their their stories there are some really good legitimate news places out there you know but you got to remember they actually went and investigated and supposedly got the information now if you have a guest on you're doing a tv show and you're just trying to get them on, and they're giving their speculation of how things are. That's a guest opinion. Doesn't mean it's true. Let me see some real proof. Prove 
provide the documents to me. Provide the documents in your research to me. And that's the other thing I would like to see from these news sources. Say, okay, you're going to report on a particular piece or a particular story. Let's start citing our sources again in the media. Providing that source information. The full information. Not just take a piece of like somebody's interview. And with this today's technology, you can do straight audio interviews. You can do video interview. Record the entire thing unedited. And post it and say, here's where I got all of my information. Here's all the questions I asked. You know, especially if you're doing a first person interview who was directly involved with the situation. Okay, because that is a first hand account. Now, when you when you do that, you know, it, it does show that you are going above and beyond. Now, if you get documents and, and other emails and stuff like that and that, that type of evidence, that's pretty hard to disprove when you actually subpoena and get the correct information. Or if they willfully hand it over. There's nothing you can do to dispute that. Okay? And then oh somebody's edited my email and you know and sent it to them. Well then you subpoena the 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 companies, whether it's Gmail or, or or Yahoo or whoever you got your mail through, Microsoft. And then they say, okay, yeah, here's our systems because we back it up every so often, and here's what the actual email said. They do do that, by the way. I work in IT, so I know. <laughs> so don't think because you delete an email, it's gone. It's not. Just like a text message. They can subpoena your carrier and get those text messages. That's why a lot of people are starting to go through encrypted messaging that's kind of hidden, encrypts it from the carrier. But when it comes down to decisions that were once ruled upon by the Supreme Court, unless they can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's not truly in accordance with the laws or a human's rights, even if there isn't a law yet, your Bill of Rights doesn't have every single thing we would ever need in our life. As a matter of fact, they didn't know how far society was going to progress when it was written. They were fighting a tyrannical English government to get those 13 colonies their independence. A government that was controlled by a monarchy. So think about that. It's not even the same situation. They didn't have Novocaine at that time. You, <laughs> you forget how, you know, painful without Novocaine dental work would be. And back then, they just yanked that crap out of you. Now, they may lick you up a little bit with some hard liquor. Now, what if you're under the belief that you shouldn't be drinking? Then you have to tough it out. <laughs> People, we are very fortunate because we live in a society that is far more advanced in a lot of aspects. And our rights should always evolve. I don't disagree with that. But it needs to be done the proper way. And it needs to be done with a consensus that it's 100% in the law, in, in the eyes of the law and 100% along with the lines of human rights. That's all I'm saying. 
and it's all that needs to be done. Now, if, if they come out in this opinion piece, or, or not opinion piece, but this full decision that comes out, supposed to come out in June to July for Roe versus Wade. If it comes out and shows all of this stuff, and people are like, okay, I can see in accordance with the law and human rights why they're saying this. Not that everybody's going to agree with that decision, but I can see why they're doing it. They're throwing it back down the state level, letting the states decide. But at the same time, our legislators in the federal congressional body can make a law stating, here's what's legal, here's what's not. Then that has precedence over the state level. I don't know what to tell people. You know, it seems like we have lost our sensibility and minds when it comes to truly having open discourse and, and talking to one another. And, and if you don't like what I'm saying, I, I completely understand that, and you have your opinion, and I'm going to respect that. But don't come at people because they're different than you. You know what I'm saying? Don't come at them because they have different beliefs at you, because they aren't technically doing anything wrong. Now, whether you're talking about abortion, that can get a little bit more touchy because you are terminating a life force, whether it's a cellular life force or a human life force, depending on how you look at it, you are to you know you are destroying a living organism. Period. There's no getting around that. And I'm sorry if that makes anybody feel uncomfortable, but sometimes we have to have these uncomfortable talks. But anyways, that's my opinion. Hopefully, um, we can make some real change in this world by just having having open discourse. And just, hey, let's talk it out. Let's don't get riled up and yell at each other. Because for some reason, it, it seems like we just want to start yelling at each other these days. And why not just sit like this and, and, and talk to each other? I mean, like, I mean, man, I remember growing up back in the day, me and my friends did not like certain things. But we didn't hate each other's guts by the time we left after we were talking about it. But today, the way social media works and the way everything else works... Oh, hold back, buddy. You got people coming after you left and right. Anyway, speaking of social media, <laughs> if you would like to follow me, this is a shameless plug anyways, uh, you can go to Instagram and Twitter, and it's at Jonathan Mertz. And that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-M-E-R-T-Z. Um, you can also find me on TikTok there and uh, on Facebook. It's I am Jonathan Mertz. So, yeah, anyways... Until next time, and uh, hopefully we have some interesting discussions. 